to this episode of FarzCast. Farzy Masugin here with you. Hope you guys are doing well, having a good week. Uh, a lot of my listeners, of course, in the Midwest. Uh, hope you guys are staying cool. Uh, very, very hot uh, weather. So, uh, But nonetheless, I hope you guys are enjoying it. It's a summertime. Uh, pandemic's winding down. Uh, so hopefully you guys are taking advantage of that. But also, uh, I assume you guys are doing some things indoors as well, such as maybe watching television. Uh, my next guest I'm very excited to talk to, uh, he and I have uh, known, we, we've gotten to know each other for a while. Uh, we go back a bit. Uh, if you guys are watching the uh, Facebook or the uh, YouTube version, you probably recognize him if you're a reality TV fan. He is uh, one of the finalists from Big Brother 13. Very excited to talk to this guy, Adam Pock, here on the podcast. What's going on, man? Hey, 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 thank you so much for having me, man. Yeah, yeah, we definitely have had a long history. Uh, you know, you've been doing these podcasts since uh, as long as I've known you, which was probably <laughs> right after season 13. So here we are 10 years, 10 years later. Uh, and uh, it, it's still for me so surreal that I was on Big Brother. Like, I still don't believe I was on Big Brother. Was Big Brother 13, uh, 13 uh, was that 10 years ago? 10 years ago, 2011. Dang. Uh, what is that whole thing like? Because uh, you're getting ready to be gone for two and a half months. Now it's three months, and right. even then they push it a little further. I, I just feel so sorry for these people. But uh, what is that like, knowing you're going to be away from life for two and a half months? You know, my story, is I, I was a finalist for season 12, so I almost got on. And the month of June, after I came home from finals, like I was nervous. I was nervous. Like what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And I got a call like mid June saying, thanks, but no thanks. Uh, we like you, but just not for this season. And I said, all right, whatever. Uh, but the, I, I started losing weight. I got into shape. I went back for finals for season third for semifinals. I went right to, I didn't have to go to the open call. I went right to semifinals. And I showed them me a year later, uh, dedicated and determined. Now that doesn't mean the month of June wasn't stressful, waiting for the call, waiting for the call, waiting for the call. Uh, when I got the one call that said, you might want to start getting your affairs in order. Uh, I was like, oh, okay. <clears throat> that was around June 10th or 11th. Uh, they ended up taking me on June 26th. I must have gotten maybe 20 hours of sleep that entire time. Like I was just every second of the day, every second of the night, I'd lay in bed just thinking, holy shit, I'm getting on Big Brother. Holy shit, I'm playing Big Brother. How the hell am I going to win Big Brother? Oh, and just, yeah, like no sleep at all. No sleep at all. So when the day finally came that they took me and they got my key, I had about two hours before we had to leave for the airport and I just laid down on the couch with my girlfriend at the time, now my wife. Uh, and we just laid down. It was like, it was so relaxing for those two hours. And then the next 81 days of my life were just mayhem. I mean, granted, everybody kind of knows what happened because we all lived through this pandemic so there was like long stretches of time where you couldn't go out, you couldn't leave the house, you couldn't just like, but you had TV, you had your phone. Um, yeah, nothing. everybody says, oh yeah, oh, you, you should be used to this. You did Big Brother. No, Big Brother, pandemic, I'll take Big Brother any day. Um, be, oh, sorry, I'll take the pandemic every day because I had 
TV and phone and everything. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it was a very stressful, uh, stressful time before the show. Uh, again, because you, I was lying to people. I was lying to everybody. Like only certain people knew what was going on, and they all had to sign the waivers. Uh, I had to get my my company. My company actually refused to sign. I worked for Sony Music. They refused to sign, uh, but I had to sign something of theirs to say that I would not mention I worked for Sony Music. I remember you told me that. Yeah, because if if anything bad happened, they did not want it to be a reflection on them. Granted, this was 10 years ago and the internet was working pretty well and people could figure it out pretty quick. Oh, yeah. But, but the best is like, okay, if you have some older listeners, they'll get this joke. So at the bottom of the screen on Big Brother, they'd say your occupation. And mine said music inventory manager. I, I, I run the physical inventory department for a division of Sony Music. But people are like, he's a stock boy at, uh, at uh, Sam Goody. He, you know, he, he works at music. Sam Goody. Yeah, exactly. So people like, you know, were, were dismissing me as just some like, you know, guy that like stock shelves. I'm like, no, you're like, I, I'm, I'm in charge of some pretty, pretty important shit here. Um, but yeah, no, that, that was, uh, that was, it was a, it was a fun time, but I can't believe it's been 10 years. It, it, you know, you mentioned uh, a lot of things we can kind of just go off, but I kind of want to start in the beginning when you talked about, you know, not being able to make it for 12. By the way, here's what's funny with my big brother. I, we, you and I chatted before we started recording. I, uh, big brother 14 was my first season, but the first show reality show I got into was amazing race. And you know, the YouTube, uh, celebrity Kev Jumba. No. Okay, well, he used to be, like, 10, 15 years ago, there used to be only, like, 10, 11, 12, like, actual YouTube celebrities. Now there are, like, hundreds and thousands. Right. Uh, but one of them was Kev Jumba. And I remember in the high school, you know, when you're in high school, you watch these kinds of things. So he got me hooked into Amazing Race. And I did watch uh, his season, season 17. And the previous season was 16. And Jeff and Jordan were on there. They were Team Big Brother. But I, I had no idea who they were. So I didn't right, really right. care. And I remember just flipping through channels one day and I remember seeing Jeff and Jordan and I saw Dom in his confessional saying, man, uh, you know, us new schoolers, we got to get out the old schoolers. And I'm like, oh, that's Jeff and Jordan from Amazing Race when they're actually from Big Brother. Right. Um, and then several years later, I actually started watching, you know, past seasons of Big Brother. I'm like, I do remember seeing that just flipping through channels. So, yeah. uh, but, but I did want to ask you, because um, you mentioned your story uh, for season 12 and all. I know Dan Giesling uh, has a pretty well-known story that he got in several times and failed. And I think uh, Mike Boogie mentioned in another interview that he had an agent. And keep in mind the timing of this. He had his agent convince them to put his VHS tape on the top of all these applications. So it's always interesting hearing all these different stories and all these people who have been memorable like yourself uh and, and not be able to make it or have to go through it so many times before they can finally get on right um you know uh, I, i've become really good friends with people from other seasons and matt hoffman from season 12 and i have become really good friends uh he was actually picked for season 11 uh he was going to take the spot of ronnie however his wedding was planned that year and it wouldn't his wedding was before the season would have ended so unless he made it out pre-jury uh so he canceled big brother to get married um then you had people like frank Udy, who was on season 14 and then he came back for season 18 uh he was a alternate for season 13 
Uh, in wow. fact, he was, he was a finalist. I saw him every day during finals. Like we couldn't talk to each other, but you know, he big red hair, like, you know, you know, carrot top, uh, hard to miss him. Uh, but he was actually like in the holding cells before the season started as if he might be coming in, uh, in case somebody like, you know, dropped out before the season started. Uh, but then he eventually got on for 14 and then did really well and, you know, came back for 18. Uh, so yeah, it, Everybody, and then you have other people that like the first time they don't even know the show. Uh, they, they answer an online Facebook thing that says, Hey, are you outgoing? And uh, you know, next you know, they're you know, week one, you know, trying to flip the house. Uh, you know, it's 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 pretty good. Although, I, I do have to say, as a super fan, and the more and more super fans that get on, like we understand that it's a long game, so we play slow. The best thing are the recruits, the people that don't know the show, because yeah. I've never watched it before. And again, if you went through the casting process once, you've watched enough episodes. If you don't know anything about the show and you go in there, you just think the game is like fast, all guns blazing all the time, because you watch those you know forty minute episodes twenty in a row. <laughs> um, you don't realize that those four twenty minute uh, those twenty episodes take place over the course of three months. You know, so it, it, it's pretty funny. Yeah, that's crazy, man. And, and look, I know um, Big Brother, I mean, CBS has had some pretty good notable shows. I mean, Big Brother, Amazing Race, Survivor. Uh, and, and you and I were talking about other reality shows like Real World, Road Rules, um, uh, The Challenge, The Bachelor. I mean, you have so many reality shows nowadays. Uh, have you connected with people from other shows outside of Big Brother that you keep in touch with on a consistent basis now? Yeah, you know, it, one of the things, you know, being that I was the bacon guy and then I was the metal guy, um, you know, anybody, anytime there's a food guy on any of the other shows or anytime there's a, a metal head on any of the shows, we kind of all gravitate together. Uh, Matt Bischoff from uh, Survivor, the guy with the really long dread beard. Yeah. Uh, and I've become friends uh, from Amazing Race, uh, Mark Abatista, uh, Team Longhair, um, him and, uh, um, uh, oh, I forget trying to blank on his teammate now, but Mark actually used to manage a band that I worked for 20 years before. And when he showed up on, on uh, Amazing Race, I'm like, I'm looking at that name and like, I was calling around to all the people I worked with back then. I'm like, do you remember the name? Like, who, who was he? And then we figured out who he was. So him and I have reconnected years and years later. Uh, but again, like with the food stuff, um, you know, in, in especially in the New York area, a lot of uh, Top Chef or Hell's Kitchen contestants are, are in town. Uh, and I've become friends with, you know, a bunch of them. Uh, Master Chef, you know, one of my good friends, Derek Prince from, uh, he was on, he was on Master Chef the same summer I was on uh, Big Brother. So we have mutual friends who knew us both. We didn't know each other at the time. So they had to spend their entire summer watching Big Brother and Hell's Kitchen and uh, Master Chef. I mean, <clears throat> but we became friends. We started like judging food events together. So it's, it's, uh, you know, being a, a reality, um, I don't even want to say a reality star, being a reality contestant has definitely opened doors to get me into like other people's, uh, you know, worlds and, uh, collaborate and, you know, have fun. You know, uh, like I said, I, I, I judge food events. Like if I wasn't on big brother, I'd be paying to go to the food events. Now I, I, I get, I judge them. Um, and from there, I, I get to meet, you know, other chefs and I get to meet, uh, you know, people that like produce TV shows and 
uh, you know, so it, it's it's pretty pretty wild that the amount of doors that is it's opened. Uh, at the same time, I'm still humble as hell. I still you know hang out with my friends, and you know I, I'm not like I I knew reality TV wasn't going to make me famous, but there's so many other people that still think that reality TV is going to make them famous. No, I know, yeah. And, and you know what? With, with the advent of social media influencers, yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, is there a pension plan for for that? Like, what what happens when you're 65? Like, I was an influencer, and like, okay, you know, you, you get 50 cents off of your uh, prescription this week. Look, here's the th- I, I don't have a lot of followers. I have like 3,000 some on Twitter, and I have 26,000 on Facebook. Here's the thing: everyone loves to have followers, but then it's it's like you know when you. And, you know, we won't dive too specific into this, but if you give your opinion on politics, you know, everyone takes politics very seriously today. Very personally, I should say, if there are, I mean, odds are half of your followers have a very passionate stance against what you just said. So, you know, if you want all these followers, be ready because it does come with a territory. And look, I've got thick skin. If someone, you know, decides to be shitty about what I have to say, I, I just block them. You know, it's right. not worth putting up with, but... There are some people who are like, oh, I want all these followers. Until you get them, you don't know what you're really asking for. Well, you, you know, it's funny. It's like, because I was a such a fanboy, um, and I, I understand, like, you know, the obsession. Uh, I actually try to talk to the haters. Like, I, and you can, there, there's definitely some that you I've gotten through to. Others I just have fun with. Like, it, it's. Like just watching, watching them, their blood boil as I see those dots, like when they're trying to reply to me, like so I'll start following somebody on Twitter just so I can direct message them. And like, say, you know, like, again, 10 years later, I still get people like tweeting me, like how shitty I, I played the game. I'm like, okay, I came in third place, whatever. It was shitty. Got it. They would um, gladly trade right, two things. I don't mean to cut you off, but okay. first of all, they would trade places with you. Second of all, they're not going to say it to your face. They, they just exactly. Won't. Exactly. So instead, I take the conversation to them. Um, and, you know, like I said, I, I, there's, there's been some of them that I've, uh, you know, come around and some people that, you know, yeah, I block. It's, yeah. Like, it, this, this was fun for a few minutes, but block. Um, no, you know, but I, I'm not going to say anything bad about if, if you can make a career, you can make a living, you know, posting on Instagram, go for it. Do it. Like, if that makes you happy and it's working for you, do it. Who, who am I to say that that's the wrong way to do it? I do it my way. You do it your way. And that's how we, that's how we survive as a society, but not going to get too philosophical on you. <laughs> you know, what's interesting is uh, I mentioned you big brother. The 14 was the first season that I watched and I've gone back and watched most of the seasons in the past. I don't, I think Twitter, I mean, Twitter has been around way before big brother 14, but it didn't pick up until that time, 2011, 2012, and in 2012, you started seeing hashtags for Big Brother, and they've gotten creative with it o- over the seasons. But uh, the point I'm trying to get at is, you know, maybe it is kind of a good thing that you played pretty much the end before the social media era of Big Brother, because two seasons after yours, my God, man, just the things that people said on there, the which is labeled as the racist season. Right, right. Yeah. Um, no, but- 15 definitely you know had that and 15 let the let it be known for the the community to like come out against what people were saying yeah so it, it, it gave and there there is a section of big brother fans that are 
you know, just obsessively nasty. Yeah. Uh, so this gave them people to hate. And again, as, as a fan of the show, I always say, the only thing better than rooting for the people you want to win is rooting against the people you want to lose. But your, your point about the social media blow up. So yeah, 15 was big in a negative way, but I, I seriously call Big Brother like season 16, the Grande factor. As soon as oh, yeah. when Frankie Grande was on season 16, uh, that just created a whole nother level of just because people were being exposed to such a wide audience. And when they got off that season, there was such a wide audience online of just, you know, people that were just following. Again, it, it's like any other thing, like the, all the Ariana Grande fans that started watching Big Brother because of Frankie that became obsessed and became hooked on the show. Like there's always going to be that section of people. So, you know, but that, I feel like that really took the social media aspect to the next level. I think after that, you had people that were thinking, okay, I can go on Big Brother and get 100,000 Instagram followers the next day. Well, and I, look, I know I'm asking the question to the wrong guy. I don't expect you to know this, but I'm glad you mentioned that because um, Donnie won America's Favorite that year, and I'm glad that's who I was rooting for all year long, but Frankie wasn't even in the top three. Like for, for a guy who was related to a huge pop singer, um, I, I mean, how did he not? I, what happened with that? How did, uh, I, everyone thought he was going to win. I, I think there was a, a large section of Ariana Grande fans that started watching the show and were like, this is stupid and tuned out. Oh, just, just okay. tuned out. So I, I, you know, and plus Donnie was pretty loved. Right? No, that's true. I mean, Donnie was just the epitome. Like, you couldn't hate the guy. You could not. Like, there was nobody like, oh, this guy is just the worst player ever. No, like, he was just the silly guy making, like, bird noises in the backyard. You know, but America's player with the, you know, not America's player, but the Team America. Yeah. Doing the tasks and being funny about it. And then, of course, like, getting steamrolled by the uh, the other side. You know, like, he had the sympathy vote. But, uh no, no, that that is good. I, I think if it was America's player like week one, you definitely would have seen Frankie win it. That's crazy, man. By the way, going back to what I was, what we were talking about with Sorry. you know the the racism and all that, um, you know we have seen, and it's not just racism. Uh, I mean, there have been a lot of things that have been said. I know Spencer from season fifteen. He made some comments about. Um, he was making jokes about. Uh, raping children and that was a very serious issue I know he was under investigation for a while the a couple of years ago the season that J- Mickey won it was his name Jack or Jackson 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 because uh, there was also a Jack th- that season right. there were also a lot of contestants that year who said a lot of things and we normally never saw this but Julie Chen just like called these people out and even had like a video clip ready for that kind of thing and then I think last year really rubbed people the wrong way, which shocked me because that was an all-star season. These are people who know how social media reacts to things. And and look, people were making racist comments, talking about Ian's autism. And I think one of the players, Memphis, who I was excited to see, but I was so disappointed by some of his comments, he was getting some horrible uh, restaurant reviews on Yelp, on Google, because of his comments. What do you make of these contestants? Like, I mean, Big Brother, at this point, they have to be telling these people, hey, look, shit will hit the fan with you in your personal life if you are not careful with what you say. 
All right, well, for the first thing I need to address, because I am good friends with Spencer, and what what Spencer did was very bad. It, 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 it was, I'm not excusing his behavior, but he basically grabbed McRae's microphone yeah. and said it into McRae's microphone because then it would be recorded as McRae saying these things. Like, granted, stupid, like moronic, idiotic, not, there was no, like, math, you know, uh, ill content with what he was saying or doing. Uh, at the same time, yes, like people afterwards, like you're being watched 24 seven. Like, and I was very careful with what I did. I like was very careful with what I said. Uh, and again, like it is a changing of America over the last, you know, couple of years, especially the last, uh, you know, year. Um, so yeah, so, so for the so the, the fans that are going on and like ruining their lives because of what they said on TV, that's the culture we're in now. That that's that's yeah. the way it is. And if you don't know that just in regular life, you know, like so again, like I'm sitting here, I'm supporting my friend Spencer, not what he did, but I'm supporting him because he made a bad decision and he knew it. Uh, but then yeah, like with people that should be held more accountable for knowing better like there, there's there's no excuse for that but at the same time to just ruin someone's life or try to ruin their life by doing the negative reviews and stuff like there, there's better ways of getting your voice across than you don't throw negativity at negativity because nobody wins there and again i'm not i don't want to get too deep or philosophical or anything like that but yeah big brother contestants should know better that they're on 24 seven. And if they're not telling them before they go in, you better know that or else you have a real rude life, you know, lesson that you're going to learn when you come out those doors. Well, you know, I mean, social media, yeah, it's definitely, you know, I mean, there have been some crazy things uh, on there, but, and I can't remember what season of survivor this was. I'm talking like either seasons one or two, there was a female contestant. I think she had an affair with someone. She had some weird affair with someone that really ruined relationships with her and her family. I don't know if you're, if that even helps as to who I'm talking about, but well, I mean, there, even there was big brother one, I believe that there was a woman that was cheating on her husband and that came out during the, Oh, I didn't, I haven't seen big brother one. So I didn't know that. Well, my, my point is like, this was pre-social media. And right. I guess this person received a lot of hate mail. Like, like we're talking emails here, not tweets or Facebook messages. Like even before social media, like Facebook and Twitter, people have found ways to, you know, attack these people to, for their personal lives. No, no. I, I mean, it's funny when you get out of Big Brother that night, they hand you like all the, the fan mail. Uh, so like, people were writing letters and, and people still, I'm sure write letters uh you know my, my pile wasn't that big but it was pretty awesome to you know when you get letters from uh from kids but wait production is handing you letters that they received at, at, after the show ends like when you when before, oh wow i didn't know you could do that well no oh why you, you're gonna start writing to, to contestants <laughs> i don't <laughs> have sending, that much time on my hands start sending fan mail uh no i mean now you don't know, I think that that's probably over anyway, because people will just wait till they get out and yell at them on Twitter or yell yeah, at them exactly. on Instagram or whatever. Um, but no, it, 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 was, uh, it, it was very humbling uh, getting letters from people 
uh, that were watching. Because again, they took their time they, to write a letter. Pretty cool. But uh, yeah, no, no, it, it's it's it definitely is a, a new world. With, you know, the fact that uh, people can just say whatever they want to say and direct it to whoever they want to direct it to and maybe get through. <laughs> Uh, I did want to ask about uh, that whole thing with, you know, being very careful with what you said. Ian Terry made a comment on uh, Rob Sesternino's podcast. And by the way, I, I don't listen to a lot of the reality TV podcasts, but I listen to Sesternino and Evil Dick. And I know you're a frequent guest on both of them. And I love your commentary on, on those two shows. Um, and I know you do something with SiriusXM, which I want to get into a little later. But um, Ian mentioned something that because he played with four returning players, and I think Boogie or Dan or somebody who said, hey, guys, you know, we've got the live feeds on. Be very careful with what you're saying. Did any of the returning players on your season have to remind you guys, hey, you know, just 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 be careful. We're live right now. So if, if you uh, <laughs> another person that I've become friends with after the show, uh, better than even on the show was uh, Brendan uh, okay. of, of, of Brenchel fame. Uh, Brendan, between seasons 12 and 13, may have been caught with his pants down, literally, uh, on the internet. Uh, again, this, this wasn't like during the, this wasn't during the show. This was after the show. So oh, okay. the fact that, but the fact that you had somebody who was just like, you know, again, as a Big Brother fan, you knew that the, the, the drama. So it's like seeing him as a reminder, like everything's being watched. You're being watched at every moment. Like that doesn't matter. So. To the point where, like, even after I got out of the house, I started thinking back to, like, my time before I went into the house. And I'm like, I wonder if they had cameras in that hotel room. Like, you know, like, you, you, so you, you start getting that. And, you know, it, it took a little while like, after you get out of the house, like, realize that you're not being watched anymore. <laughs> but, uh, no, again, it, 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 it's the maturity level. It's, you know, people that just know um, to, like, you know, be careful. Uh, other people are just you, you do sometimes forget that the cameras are there like you just yeah, you i've heard that up, you get caught up in life but uh again being you know at the time i was 40 years old i was a, a 40 year old male who looks like this like i i have no room for error like i had to be on my on game the whole time because you know I, i'm just a, a people are just looking for an excuse to be like oh creepy old guy or whatever um so yeah, I, I was always like I I practiced before I went on getting changed with a towel wrapped around me. Uh, but oh, I have seen I have seen screenshots from like other contestants. Yeah, yeah. people upload and, that. And, and then Evil Dick did show us. Uh, he's like, when you're getting, if you want to, you know, change your underwear, stand in the corner right underneath a camera because then they could only get your back. They can't get your front. If you're standing under a camera with your back to, with, with your uh, facing a wall. They can't get your front. Um, and again, like whoever wants to look at my, like he would say, whoever wants to look at my ass, look at my. Ass. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, no, we didn't. We didn't have the constant reminders like vocally. We just had the constant reminders visually. Yeah, Evil Nick's hilarious, man. Uh, I, 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 I think he's got the best reality podcast, and I always like it when you go on there because um, you guys obviously. I mean, he was on it briefly because of his uh, personal matter, but um, I mean, he's just really, I, I, it was just so disappointing when his time got cut short in, uh, in 13. Like we missed out on a really good season with him. 
Yes, uh, being a huge fan of his and being like he was the reason why I said, you know what, maybe I can get on the show because yeah, you, you do have an older metalhead dude. Um, so again, getting to play with him was the first second awesome, and then oh shit, I'm playing against one of the best ever. Um, but yeah, so I, I, the the good thing about Dick is he says whatever's on his mind. The bad thing about Dick is he says whatever's on his mind. So. <laughs> The, the good thing about his show is when you go on the show, you could say whatever's on your mind. Yeah. Um, and again, in, in such a, a PC culture, like, you know, it, not everything that you say bad is bad. You know, if, if that makes sense, like you could have differences of opinions as long as you express them in a, in a thoughtful you know way you, you in, in and that's what Dick does. And again, he comes off very brash. Yes. That's his opinion. You don't like it? Don't listen to it. You know, and again, like, and, and I get that there is part of the culture that does not want there to be people like that. But that you, you need to have the dichotomy. You need to have the, the, the two sides. Yeah. Um, and again, you, you, you base people on their actions, not their words. And not so, not solely on their words, but again, the, the hate speech or whatever. We can go down that road any day, um, all day. But no, you, you know, you know what I'm saying. Like, it, it, it's yeah. good to be able to express your opinion and not feel ashamed to to have an opinion. Yeah, I mean, Dick's Dick's a really cool guy. Like I said, I think his podcast is the best. He does charge for his, but it doesn't break your bank, and I think it's worth it. I actually got to do a uh, Survivor podcast, so for like the finale. He always invites like a couple of fans who frequently send in video mailbags. And I got to do like a server. It was actually winners at war. Uh, we, oh, nice. we got to talk about. It, so that was a lot of fun. Um, uh, by the way, I did. Ha I have to ask you this. I don't know if you ever addressed it. Uh, and if you did, I never saw it. But when Big Brother All Stars was happening last year, you did something on your Twitter where you change it to. Adam Pock, Big Brother 13 and 22. And people were like, oh shit, he's going on. What the hell was that about? Nah, come on. Just, just, the rumors were flying. Everybody was talking. I'm more upset though, because uh, like there, there were uh, people, I, I definitely heard from people who I hadn't heard from in a while just to like say what's up. So, that, you know, people were snooping around. Uh, but, uh, you know, like I, I was just waiting for my name to end up on one of the rumors lists and I never saw it. But uh, now I was just having fun, you know, with, with the fans. Because, again, like for my friends that saw that, they're like, oh, shit, another summer that we got to watch his ass on TV. <laughs> so it was like to, to break their balls. And then, of course, like the obsessed fans that were like, is he really going on? Is he really going on? No, he's not going on. He's, is he really going on? Just So, yeah, that, that was just for, for, for shits and giggles. Was it weird last summer? Like, you know, if you, I mean, let's just say, I, I don't know who you're friends with from last season, but let's just say Nicole, for instance, was she like, Hey, you want to be in an Alliance? And you're like, Nicole, I'm just calling and say, hi, I'm not really going on the show. Was there like a lot of that going on, even with the people who weren't returning? Um, you know, it, okay. So uh, the, the people from last year that I, I'm tightest with uh, Enzo, Enzo's my boy. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. We're, we're, we're tight. Nicole uh, A, uh, Long Island Nicole. Oh, okay. Um, I, I, I still have not got to meet her. Uh, I was supposed to meet her right after her season. Um, and Ian, I'm, I'm still pretty tight with. Uh, I met Ian like right after he got out of the season. We went to 
we were in Vegas together. Uh, we headed off. Uh, so it was funny because I was talking to Enzo and to Ian, and neither one of them said anything to me. <laughs> and uh, and then like when Enzo started appearing on some lists, I'm like, bro, I'm like, what's up? And he's like, oh, no, no, they can't even spell my name right. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, okay. I'm like, oh, I, 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 but the, I mean, Ian, I, I, I was pretty convinced Ian was in uh, just because yeah. he, was, he was acting a little squirrely and even for him. Um, but uh, yeah, no, no, there was, there was definitely uh, from what I heard, like there were calls going around and like Nicole A was like, she was getting calls from people. And she was like refusing to take them because she was afraid that there was a trap to get her. And they were like, oh, no, you're not on now. Because you, yeah. you, you, you spilled the beans. Meanwhile, you have like, you know, Zoom meetings with people like going over their alliance from day one. Um, but and, and you definitely saw that that hurt the game, although it did it did make for a great finish. <laughs> Yeah, Nicole was interesting because she made a lot of videos that I guess her friend uploaded of her saying, oh, hope you guys are excited for the season. And people were like, you made a bunch of videos just to like throw smoke screens and all that. So, I, I mean, hey, creative on her end. So that was pretty right. cool. Um, I, I do want to ask you, because you and I were chatting before we recorded. You mentioned uh, uh, today was your daughter's last day of kindergarten. And the last time you and I spoke, uh, your wife was pregnant with your daughter. So, I mean, it's crazy, uh, you know, how much time has passed since we last have done something like this. But uh, I was listening to, uh, I don't know if you know who Susie Meister is. She did two seasons of Road Rules, which I've never seen because it's not on Paramount+. Plus. And she's done a couple of seasons of The Challenge. Um, she's considered one of the best female contestants of all time on there. But um, I, I was just curious about her uh, backstory. And I came across her podcast recently. And she mentioned that if her kid ever wanted to do reality TV, she would discourage it. If your kid ever wanted to be on reality TV, I mean, are you going to support her? Say no. She She's almost six. Uh, if she wants to go on Toddlers and Tierras, hell no. <laughs> um, if she's 18, 19, 20, 21, she wants to go and on Big Brother Survivor if they're still on or whatever show. Um, I'm all for it. If she wants to go like on a specifically a dating show, I think I'd have some hesitations again, being a father of a daughter. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Hey, you know what? Like I lived my dream and, and I, I, and I came out the other side better. Um, and I feel like, you know, if that's her dream and she wants to do it, I, I support it as long as it's not going on a dating show. You know, I mentioned the challenge and I know you said you haven't seen it. Um, for those who've never seen the challenge, it started off with just real world and road rules. And I've only seen one season of real world. It was, um, Wes Bergman. He's from Kansas city, uh, which is where I live. So, uh, I figured, Hey, why not check out his season? Um, real world was the first reality show and it was in 1992. And I, I was just only a year old when that came out. Great. I was um, in college. Thanks. <laughs> I, I actually do want to actually see the first season just to see what it was like. And I know they did a reunion recently on Paramount plus uh, were you into real world? I was so into real world. The first like three, four seasons uh, it was uh, it, I was obsessed with it. Um, 
you know, season three, Puck, who I feel like he's one of like oh, one yeah. of the, the original like bad boy villains of, of reality. Um, you know, yeah, I, I was I was all in. Uh, I think up until the first time they were in Seattle, because I remember when I went to Seattle in 1998 into 99, and I specifically like went to like all the spots that they were at on the show because like okay again and at that time i was like i was 28 years old and here i am like oh there's the pier that they lived at and like oh here's the restaurant that, that this was on and um you know i i oh, now that i think about it i also remember watching hawaii so that was probably a little bit later too but now you know you know what that's why i loved big brother so much as far as a game i could play because i was a big fan of real real world i was a big fan of survivor I, you know, I used to go camping when I was a Boy Scout, when I was a kid. There's no way I can live on a beach for 39 days, living in a tree, eating rice. Fuck that. No. Well, so, so big, big, big brother took those two and put it together. <laughs> well, what's crazy is Survivor Australia is like 50 some days. And then Survivor, I, you and I were chatting about this uh, before we recorded. There's a guy on the challenge who is a two-time Survivor winner from Survivor Turkey. And I was w- looking up like his Wikipedia and his season's Wikipedia. And it said day 158. I'm like, 158? Like, how are you not dead? Uh, Unless they're I, feeding them consistently. That's a I, different I, kind I, of Survivor. Are, are you sure it wasn't like his 158th day of playing the game? Uh, I there can't be a season of 158 days. Oh, hold on. Let me Google That's this. Insane. Okay. How many days is Survivor Turkey? Meanwhile, uh, we're talking about Kansas City and on cue, uh, uh, Odor just hit a two-run home run and the Yankees are now beating the Royals four to three. Are you a Yankees guy? Oh, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, by the way, out of curiosity, do you watch hockey or are you an Islanders fan? I, I'm, a, I'm a Devils fan. And, okay. Um, yeah, we have so actually here's a funny story while you're looking that up uh one of the doors that opened to me so because i was a devil's fan and on big brother there's some other devil's fans that season tickets and uh that you know hooked up with me and started like giving me free tickets to hockey games and so for the 1990 uh, sorry the, the, the 2011 12 season when the devils made the cup i was going to a shit ton of games i had to pay for my own cup tickets but a fan got me tickets for the cup and was like, Hey, I got you two tickets. And I was like, yes. Um, but I, I had still pay for the tickets, but the fact that, you know, like fans uh, of, of the devils were hooking me up. It was pretty awesome. Well, actually I'm really glad you said this because I completely forgot about this. You were on Fox sports one uh, a couple months, the season after the Royals won the world series and Katie, what's her last name? I forget. Okay, well, she used to be on Fox Sports, and she made a big name for herself. I think she moved to ESPN now, but she was promoting these sneakers, and she was like, all right, we're going to give away a pair of sneakers to whoever can tell us who won the World Series. And she's going up to everyone, who won the World Series? And only, like, one person knew it was the Royals. You, she walked up to you, and you went, New York Mets lost. How yeah. did that opportunity come up? Because I'm a Yankees fan, and, uh, you know, like, I, I – I didn't remember who beat the Mets. I just remember the Mets. Like to me, it was like, it could have been anybody as long as the Mets lost the, the world series. That, that made me so happy. So, but when she goes, she's like, who won the world series? I'm like, the Mets lost. <laughs> Cause that's the way I, I, I was rooting against the Mets that series. 
Um, my, my brother was a huge Mets fan, so uh, we always had that rivalry, Yankees versus Mets. Um, I am still looking up this Survivor thing. For whatever reason, like on my iPhone, it showed the days, but on my laptop, it's not. I really am curious. Like, I want the answer to this. So, so I'll, I'll give another cool story while you're looking that up. So okay. another sports thing was being the big brother person and also being a huge Dallas Cowboys fan. Uh, I tweeted from the game, the Cowboys versus the Giants, because they play. I live like 10 minutes away from the stadium. So I get to, I go to every time the Cowboys play at the stadium against the Giants and the Jets. So I tweeted a picture of me wearing a Cowboys jersey and the lady that runs uh, the social media for Petty Jean Meats in Arkansas, the official bacon of the Dallas Cowboys was following me and said, oh my God, you're a Cowboys fan? Hey, <laughs> here's some free bacon. Hey, you want to come to Arkansas and eat some bacon? Sure. So I, they, they flew me down to Arkansas twice to uh they, they were doing like some bacon uh festival and they had me as one of the guest judges and um all, one of the years there not only did i get to eat uh, a ton of bacon but it was also the world squirrel cook-off yeah uh, as as somebody from the midwest you know that squirrels good eating right <laughs> uh i there's a guy who introduced me to cooked rabbit and at first you're like what it's actually pretty good um okay. Yeah, the, it, it's funny, the things you come across in the Midwest uh, that you try and, and eat. Um, okay, so on my iPhone, it shows like they're, when they finish. So the first person voted out was voted out day 10. So it's not like USA's version where it's every three days. But yeah, man, it does say, so Turbo, he lasted 115 days his first time. And then he came back a year later, won an all-star version. That was 134 days. So unless they're feeding these people, like every other day, I mean, how do you or, not die? Or they're, or they're stocking the fish in the uh, ocean for them. Like, uh, I, I guess I don't know. Um, I, I, I'm actually really curious to, to look into that right, more. So I did 75 days in the house, six days in like a hotel before going in the house, 81 days. I know the longest season of Big Brother, I believe, was 99 days. Like, to add like another month and a half almost two months to that like that's insane well hold on is it the real world four months it could be i've heard that i'm like why but 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 they have jobs and they have you know like oh do they okay oh on the real world like sometimes like they're forced to do a job but um oh like that task thing okay yeah okay so they get paid for that uh i see i i I don't know those contracts. Okay. I don't, I don't Fair know enough. if they're contractually obligated to do that or if that's part of their stipend or, or per diem or whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I don't count other people's money. <laughs> no, understandable. A <laughs> um, couple of things before I let you go. Uh, I mentioned SiriusXM. I did not know this. Uh, last year was the first year I discovered this. I listened to a couple episodes. Uh, by the way, I love SiriusXM. So many great channels on there and a lot of great podcasts as well. Um, you are uh, one of the hosts for a Big Brother podcast on there. How long have you been doing that for? Right. So Big Brothers, which is uh, the uh, child of Vito and Chris Stanley from the Bennington show. Uh, they're huge Big Brother fans. So they started doing a podcast, I believe, around season 17. Um, and during season 18, uh, Chris Stanley had to miss a, a week. So I, I called into Bennington show a few times. I'm a huge fan. 
Yeah. Uh, and so I, I got to talk to him a few times. I also did some other uh, shows with people that are affiliated with the Bennington show. So Ron Bennington told uh, Vito, hey, why don't you give Adam a call? He lives nearby. Like, ask him to, to co-host, um, to, to, to fill in. And it, it went over really well. I also still write my blog from Big Brother Network, where every week I, oh, give, that's right. I give the players bacon if they're good, tofu if they're bad. So um, Vito and Chris started introducing, you know, I would give the recap of the week in the, I would give them like, you know, who got five strips of bacon, who like was a surprise, like, you know, last week was two strips of tofu, this week, two strips of bacon, and who the tofurkey of the week was. So I would call in every week and just give that little bit. And then we're like, hey, you know, let's, let's try like, you know, the, the BC boys have the, th the three man weave. Um, and yeah, we, we started doing it, uh, I believe full time. I was season 20, 21 and 22. So yeah, so nice. three, three full seasons now. Um, the last season, because, you know, Sirius XM just started their podcast and their uh, their app. Uh, so they're trying to get more content for it. Yes. Uh, you know, we were or being broadcast on, some, on another platform before that. So we were like one of the, the first like um, podcasts that was made just for Sirius XM. Uh, like okay. They, they had just kicked it off. Um, so uh, we got on there and then even they started playing the replay of our show at 5 a.m. on Monday mornings on Raw Dog 99, um, okay. which is 2 a.m. West Coast. But again, if you know Big Brother Timeline, so we would record like either Thursday night or Friday morning. So we talk about the week to come. By, by Sunday, by Monday morning, you already know who won veto, who was nominated, oh, who the yeah. target is. So people that were, but again, if you were just watching the TV show, you didn't know all this. So, uh, so yeah, so like fans that would like go on and listen on the radio, they'd be like, well, this has already all happened or you guys were way off. Um, so I, I urge everybody to get the SiriusXM app. If you have SiriusXM for your car, you get the app for free. Just download it um, and you just look up Big Brothers. Uh, and we're, we're talking about doing a um, kickoff show next week. Hopefully by then the, the cast will be announced because uh, we're, we're two weeks away from, uh, yeah. from, from going live two weeks from tonight uh, is opening night. So, um, you know, and, and as soon as the cast is announced, I'll be doing my uh, preseason bacon tofu rankings on big brother network. Uh, and then speaking of the Midwest, uh, I will be in, uh, Iowa in Des Moines, Iowa, uh, August 10th, 11th, 12th, and 13th, whatever that week is. Um, there's a, a my friend's opening a restaurant, the Iowa State Fairgrounds, uh, and he runs the biggest bacon festival in the world, the Blue Ribbon Bacon Festival. Um, so I've been out there a few times working with him. So, nice. uh, so me, uh, Matt Hoffman, uh, Enzo. Uh, maybe McCray, uh, Keith from season 13, uh, Whistlenut from season um, eight, 17, eight, 17 or 18, the one with Kevin, 18. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah, J Jason Whistlenut. Uh, I know who you're talking 19, about. 19, sorry, they were, they were 19. Uh, we're trying to put together a little viewing party in Iowa for, uh, for Big Brother. It, it's a Thursday night, August, hold on, 7, 14, 15. August 12th, Thursday, okay. August 12th, Iowa. We don't know where, but we're going out there to party and we figure we got enough Big Brother people. We can just take over a bar somewhere and watch Big Brother with the fans. Because uh, at the end of the day, like I said 
earlier. I'm a fanboy. Like I love Big Brother. Uh, I'm so excited that the new season's coming. Uh, however, I watched so much Big Brother during the quarantine. Like usually at this time every year, I go back and watch my season um, <laughs> just to see maybe I win this time. Uh, <laughs> but like, like I said, like at the start of the show, like it's still so surreal that I was even on the show. So like, when, that's awesome. When I watch the new season and I see people walk through that door, I'm getting chills thinking about it. like that takes me back to that moment when I walk through those doors. Like when I see somebody else walking into my house, it, it's like, and then, and then as after that moment, like the, the five seconds of the premiere night, then I go back to, I can't believe I was on the show. Like, yeah. But like for those five seconds of, of the opening night, man, like, it, like I'm, I'm there, I'm in that house. I'm in that house. I'm like, it all comes back to me and then goes right out. I did want to ask you uh, one more thing uh, before I let you go. I know you and Evil Dick, when this happened, you guys spent a lot of time talking about this than the actual show. And, I, and I'm referring to the whole Les Moonves situation. And the reason I bring this up is because it really rubs me the wrong. Because look, I, I, like a lot of people, I have a very, very strong stance against what he was accused of. And I mean, I, I imagine, I, I think they're still investigating, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I, I guess there's some truth to what he did and what he was accused of. But it really rubs me the wrong way with Julie Chen's new, inter- her uh, Julie Chen Moonves. And I guess I have a bigger issue with it because she had a lot of words for Camille Cosby. And I'm not saying she was wrong to, to have those opinions, but it's like what she said, for those who don't know, she said, if I was Bill Cosby's husband, I would have left him. Well, now she is literally in that spot. And instead of leaving him, she's actually using his name on CBS. I'm surprised CBS has not done anything about that. Uh, contracts and stuff and legal and, you know, the, the Obviously, there's a lot more to the story than what the public knows, um, especially with with high profile people like him and, you know, how the leaks happen to get him. Like there's there's stories about like who who dropped who, who blew the whistle on him. Yeah. Uh, granted, there, there's something to be said. Stand by your man. I mean, Hillary Clinton stood by her man. It was obvious he was cheating on her. And, and you know she almost became president uh so it's you know it, it, it's there's something to be said about supporting your man it's also you know she she she's the, the fact that she's kind of rubbing it in their faces with yes. you know, the moonves yeah. uh, i i feel like especially last year we we saw her start going off script a little bit more which yes. made chenbot not as body um, so I have a feeling that like, this is like, there's a lot more brewing behind the scenes. Um, again, when there's that many ac- accusations against you, chances are there's something there. Um, at the same time, is it a witch hunt? Is it like blown out of proportion to like make him look bad? And then by, so her doing it right back at them. Again, it, we'll find out when uh, E behind the story uh, comes out in a few years. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, once everybody's off contract, you know, we, we might find out a, as true of a story as we're going to get. Uh, one last thing. By the way, do you have a couple more minutes left? This is the one I, thing I really wanted to ask. Two, more, two minutes. I'll give you two minutes more. Okay. 
Um, I, I remember Evil Dick shared a funny story about how he got out of the house and I guess singular changed to AT&T and he had to figure all of that out. When you left Big Brother, was there like a story in the news that you heard and you were like, holy shit, like this happened? All right. So like, I'm a bit of a morbid person sometimes. So, but I'm a realist. So while we were in the house, I, I was like, I wonder what celebrities died. And I was like going through like oh, what what celebrities die because celebrities die all the time. Yeah. So, you know, and, and people have death pools. So it's not like I'm the first person to ever do this. And again, like granted, we were talking before about like what you say on the internet. Like I wasn't wishing anybody dead. I was just, you, you get bored sometimes. And um, so I, I said, apparently, I don't even remember saying it, but somebody came up to me like, dude, did they tell you Amy Winehouse died? And I was like, no, why? Like, Oh, because like two days after she died, you were you were playing, you guys were playing the celebrity game, and you're like, Oh, I wonder what celebrities died. Amy Winehouse. Maybe. Oh no. So I called that one. But when I got out, I did hear about Hideki Arabu, um, who from was a Yankee a Yankee pitcher who had committed suicide. But I did not hear about Jamie Lane, singer for Warrant. Now I'm a huge 80s metal fan, and like hair yeah. metal at the time was awesome. Now is still awesome. There's always going to be a spot. Like, I love, like, heavy shit, but I, you got to love the hair metal. And the fact that nobody told me that Jamie Lane died until, like, December. They're like, oh, yeah, Jamie I'm like, wait, when did he die? I'm like, oh, he died back in August. I'm like, how did you not tell? Like, how was that, like, not, like, on the top five things that you tell me when I get out of the house? Like, I still have a job. My friend had the baby. Jamie Lane died. Like, no, that wasn't on the list. Like, the, the baby and the, uh, and the job were. I'm like, how do you not tell me that? That's that's huge. Um, that's crazy. I, I was that was during the. Um, I, I want to know how the Yankees were doing. If Jeter got his 3,000th hit, uh, and I asked production every single week because there was one guy that would ask questions that I knew was a uh, Red Sox fan. Uh, so I'm like, come on, throw me a bone. Did Jeter get his 3,000th hit? Uh, and remember, he was on the disabled list for a little while, so we didn't know if he came back. That was also the year of the football strike. Um, almost went into the into oh the yeah so uh, but again like so we didn't know like is there a football season uh, and the uh, that is crazy and, and the other big story that summer in which we were all dying to find out was uh, the Casey Anthony trial what was happening <laughs> with Casey Anthony so uh, but yeah look, it, it, it's funny because I have a really good like time perception like how long ago things happened before I was on Big Brother, those three months were basically like, I turn off a light switch, three months happen, you turn it back on. But that time never came back. So like, my, like, so when, when I asked my friends, like, oh, what's your son now? Two? And like, no, he's four. Like, did I really miss two years? Like, my perception of time is, is really affected. That, that's the one negative to come out of Big Brother. Not on social media, not on any of that. But my losing my uh, perception of time. Uh, hey, real quickly, uh, if fans want to connect with you, what's your social media? Uh, and uh, on Twitter, it's Heavy Metal Teddy at Heavy Metal Teddy because uh, I'm the Heavy Metal Teddy Bear. Um, on Instagram, I know this is a hard one to remember, but it's uh, Bacon Guru BB13. Bacon Guru BB13. I post pictures of my daughter. I post pictures of food. I post pictures of heavy metal. Um, you know, uh, and then uh, and then BigBrotherNetwork.com during the season, find out my uh, my rankings and uh, 
Sirius XM, look up Big Brothers um, and listen every Monday morning at 5 a.m. Eastern time. <laughs> yeah, man, I did not discover that podcast until late in the season. So I'm definitely going to be tuning in to, to that uh, this season. Hey, Thank Adam, you. uh, you're a lot of fun to talk to. I, I, I think it's so cool how well you connect with the fans. I appreciate you doing that. We'll have to uh, do this again sometime. I, I'm you. I'm you. You're me. I'm you. Except I, except I root for a winning team. Fair enough, man. Uh, Adam, thanks so much, man. We'll keep in touch. Take care, man. All right. There is Adam Pock from Big Brother 13 and Sirius XM. Check out his work and over at BigBrotherNetwork.com. If you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, share the links with your friends. Let them know about it. Spread the word for the Forest Cast podcast. Next week, Jason Brown from Last Chance You on Netflix. He will be joining me on the podcast. Really excited to talk to him. So he will be joining me. Until then, have a good weekend. Stay safe. I'll talk to you guys then. Bye.